Hey, and welcome to the Happiness Project Podcast, where we are all about taking action to living our happiest lives. My name is JC, and I am obsessed with giving you tools to help you take you from where you are now to where and who you want to be. In this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share stories, tips, and tricks to help you truly live your happiest life. I don't promise to have all the answers, but as a once beat down, burned out teacher, I am passionate about helping you find yours. Let's do the dang thing. Hello and welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. This has been a long awaited podcast for many of you who have asked to hear our surprise guest today, which is none other than Mr. Joshua Shank who is my husband. Um, I get asked a lot about marriage advice, which I want to say before we even do this interview that uh, neither of us are marriage therapists. We are not, we're not doctors, okay? So, or therapists. So with that being said, we came up with five questions that I Googled. There's no rhyme or reason. I Googled them. We are each going to answer them in our opinion. And then hopefully... That will answer some of your questions and you get to hear from Josh and then maybe he'll come back, but we'll see. Anything you want to say before we get started? Nope. Nope. Okay. He's very nervous. So let's be really nice to him. Okay. So the first question on our list is how to solve problems and why. So this is like marital issues. So how to solve them and why would that be? And Josh is going to answer first and then I'll answer second. Um, I guess... The best way, I guess, to solve problems is just the obvious thing is talk about them. I mean, there's no other way to really solve a problem, I wouldn't think, unless you just sit down and talk about it. And Yeah, I'm all <laughs> nervous. So why, why do you guys solve problems? Um, there's been a few times where we've gone to bed angry at each other, and me personally, I don't like that feeling. Uh, I like to get things figured out right away when the problem comes up so that way it's done with and don't got to worry about it no more um that is very true he is like a pusher like if there's an issue he likes to push like he wants it figured out and i am like give me five minutes to calm down before i rip your head off and that is like where we're really different but he's right solving problems is really really important i also am a builder like he wants always josh always wants me to make sure that i tell him if there's an issue, but sometimes I'm like, okay, am I being crazy? And then I let problems fester. And then before you know it, I blow Josh's head off. And then he's like, uh, why didn't you tell me that this was bothering you? I'm like, I don't know. So I would agree. I think that this is different for everybody. Obviously how you solve problems is going to be totally different than us, but communication, when they say communication is key, they're not lying. Okay. Ooh, this Josh is going to love this one. This is his love language. Are you ready? Ways, question number two, ways to be more intimate and not just like ways to have more sex, <laughs> ways to be more intimate. You go first. Um, I think a good thing with that is the type of world we live in now is a digital world. So ways to be more intimate could be just when you, if you do have a date night, you go out for supper or something, try to leave the phones in the vehicle and just have a normal human to human uh, conversation interact that way and i don't know maybe if you can find out something new about your partner if you haven't been together that long there's one way to do that um but yeah i just think with the digital world we live in it's just one way is to kind of get out of that and just have a little more human to human interaction 
Um, that was a very good answer. Did you s- steal that from me because you thought I was going to say that? Um, that's actually not what I was going to say, but that is actually a really good one. I was actually just complaining to Josh the other week. I'm like, get off your phone. When I'm talking to you, get off your phone. And he's like, what? You know, I'm checking my fantasy football. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. I want to talk to your face, not to your phone. And so I totally agree with that. I also think that, okay, this I'm probably going to embarrass the both of us when I say this, but I think it's really important in order to be intimate sometimes if you're going like more on the sexual side of things, it's really important to communicate those things. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't know you didn't like when I did when I do that or vice versa. And it's like, oh, we had no clue. So I think that, again, communication is really a big thing with intimacy. And intimacy obviously doesn't just mean sex. It means in other ways, too, like Josh said, like just being present, I guess, is really, really important. So I would totally agree. Okay, question number three. What's an important marriage quality? What's an important marriage quality? Um, you kind of stated this before about the love languages. I guess an important marriage quality would like know your partner's love language so that way you can know what you gotta what you can do or things that you guys could do together to meet each other's love language. That way you can make your partner happy, your partner can make you happy, and it's just one big happy family. <laughs> that, that is true. Love languages are a big deal. Um, yeah, love languages are a really, really big deal. That And I can't remember what book it is. I have the book on love languages. Josh has never read it, but he did do marriage classes with me, so he knows what they are. I think it's called The Five Love Languages. If you do it on, if you just Google it on Amazon, it's a really, really good book. And it's just really important to know. You also can Google on, or Google on Google. You can Google five love language quiz, I think, and both you and your partner can take it. I don't think there's a wrong one out there, but don't quote me on that because again, I am not a marriage therapist, so I am unsure, but I would totally agree. What do you admire most about me? Uh, I would probably say your willingness to compromise because I'm kind of a cheap guy when it comes to things I don't want to spend money on, but (laughs) if it's like golf, I got no problem spending any sort of amounts of money on that. But, yeah, compromising on just the things I don't think we need when you think we do need them and don't want to spend money on certain things because it's not really affecting us right now in our life. So just the willingness to compromise on pretty much anything and everything for the most part, whether that's hanging out with friends or trying to find more time for us to go on dates or house projects, which have been fun for the last seven years. (laughs) He's so, being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just your willingness to compromise and having having an open mind about pretty much anything and everything. Uh, that was really nice. Thank you. Um, I actually have like several things that I could say I admire, but I narrowed it down to two. So uh, number one, the thing that I admire mo- mo- admo- the most, sorry, I'm stuttering, about you is that you are always willing to like work really hard for our family and it doesn't matter what i mean josh he he just like totally sold himself out so like he likes to earn money and he likes to have money like that's a big thing for him and he likes to work hard for that and that hard work not necessarily the money because i could care less about that but just his hard work to make sure that we're taken care of always is something i admire and the other thing that i really really admire and if you're a man listening to this podcast i think that maybe you should take notes on this one because i think this is really important to women whether you your woman tells you that it's not it is or it's not it definitely is i promise 
is that Josh never makes me feel like any other woman is above me. I don't, if Josh thinks a girl's hot, I have no idea because he looks at me like I am the like most prized diamond that there is. And I don't know why sometimes because I am a hard person to get along with sometimes and he (laughs) handles me like a champ. But he literally looks at me like I'm just like this prized diamond and I would have no idea. He does not disrespect me in any way, shape or form. Like, oh, I'd like to bang her. I don't know what guys say. I don't even know if that's a term that guys say, but I've heard it before. Like I hear men say it all the time. Like, oh, I'd tap that and they're married men. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be so hurt if Josh had ever said that in front of me. So whether he thinks it, that's one thing. I don't, I, that part, it's just that he totally respects me. And that's a really big, I feel like that's a hard quality to find in a man because I see it all the time. Men do this all the time. And it's just like normal. Like it's totally normal that they're married and they're talking about how hot other women are. And I just, I don't know. That would hurt my feelings. He doesn't hurt my feelings. And that's really, really nice of him. So I admire that. That's like one really, really big thing that makes me uh, just like want to jump his bones all the time. Okay. Anyway, last question. Are you ready? This is like his torment. I'm torturing him right now because he hates this. What's the hardest thing that you would say about marriage is? I don't know. I get that's a hard one. There's a lot of hard things about marriage, but mm-hmm. it all depends on the day and the situation and what what comes up that day. But I don't know. I guess this could go back to different questions. Hardest thing about marriage, I think, would be like compromising because you two are two totally different people and you have different feelings and thoughts about everything. I mean, there's a few things you agree on or a lot of things you agree on, which is great, but you're not going to agree on everything. So a hard thing about marriage is compromising and trying to find a middle ground to where that you both are happy with the choices you guys make and to make marriage easier would be just to work as a team and talk it out. Like this goes back to the first question, solving problems, just, communicate and figure out the situation and come to some common ground that you're both okay with i guess and go from there don't make things too difficult that uh, mean- i don't know <laughs> i'm really nervous I'm really hot, <laughs> he's so like so. i wish yeah. you could see him he's like dying inside this is just not his thing like his love language is not communication just kidding that's not a love language just so you know but um i the hardest thing about marriage i mean I picked this question and I'm like, God, I should re- I should have reworded it because, I mean, mar- I think anything good in life requires work and marriage is no different. It requires a lot of work. And I think sometimes in marriage, it can be really challenging because sometimes it feels like you carry the load more than the other person. That's not necessarily true. It's just how you feel. Like maybe you feel like you're handling the load with your kids more or you're handling more house chores or you're the one who's planning the date nights all the time. And it just feels like you're carrying this load all the time and your partner's doing nothing. But in reality, that's not what's happening, which all then boils back down to communication. So I think communicating it can be really hard in marriage because it's really easy to assume things about your partner number one I'm really guilty of that I'm like oh Josh doesn't love me he didn't do this and Josh is like holy crap you're psychotic like you need to go get <laughs> you need to go to help just kidding he doesn't say that but um 
it's like really easy to assume things, especially negative things about your partner when you're feeling like maybe your cup is empty or your love language is empty. And so I just think that that communication aspect can be so challenging in marriage, but it's that's why it's so important. And it also, I think marriage requires work. A lot of time people get married and they just think that, oh, like the work is over, right? Like we're married now, so we're good. There's no more work that has to be involved. And I just think that that's so not true because you guys are always changing. You're always evolving and things are just always different. Whether you start out married and then you add some kids or some animals into the mix, like things are always changing. So it's just really important to make sure that you're on the same page and that you're communicating. Anything else? Mr. Shank, do you want to add in like five more questions or are you good? No, I'm good on questions. <laughs> so that is it. That is your well-awaited podcast episode that you guys have just really been asking. I just want to say that maybe expect another one from Josh in a year or so. Like it could be two. You know, he might be traumatized after this, but he'll be okay. I promise. Don't feel too bad for him. But thank you for being here. We appreciate that you're here. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or post it on social media and take me in it so I can personally thank you for getting the message out. I'm so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.